It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As the season winds down, the number of storylines only goes up. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, joined by my partner in crime, Nick Zararis. Nick was an angel and took over the show for me last week, and this is our first time really catching up, and yeah. uh, we have plenty of great things to talk about on today's episode, so if you're interested in sticking around for that, make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Flames, wherever you're getting your podcasts, and that way you are up to date on the latest and greatest news uh, as soon as it's available. Today, we are going to be talking about uh, Tyler Toffoli and kind of his surprising success this season, as well as the Flames' success last night uh, with Pride Night, as well as their big win over uh, the LA Kings. And of course, we have to wrap it up with some prospect goodness in Matthew Coronado and just how things are going there so far. Nick. This is all because you you were doing research. Oh yeah, because no, I, I was I wrote like a two thousand word column comparing Adam Fox and Mika Zibanejad season because somebody at the Athletic wrote like an eight hundred word column that was very clearly I need to get something up today, and I was like, <laughs> this is there was one single statistic and Chris Kreider being like, yes, Mika Zibanejad should be the heart should get heart votes. Those were the two bits of evidence cited in that article, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go and see like if this is even an argument, and like there's a real argument like Zibanejad's like the third or fourth best player on the Rangers this season. Not like he's having a bad season, but Panarin's yeah. been more important, Fox has been more important. And Shesterkin is vitally important to the way they want to play. But I, in my research, I did also notice that Tyler Toffoli is eighth in the entire league in goals above replacement. Now, goals above replacement is complicated to explain how it's calculated. I would need a dry erase board and a lot of points to kind of show you how each number goes into it. But the, the entire idea behind goals above replacement is a single number that you can use to compare every single player across the entire league, where you're comparing their even strength, offense and defense, their special teams if they kill penalties if they're on the power play and how many penalties they take versus how many penalties they draw so it gives you a catch-all number to kind of compare them it, it it has its holes it can be a little um what's the word i'm looking for it can over rely on certain statistics mm-hmm. part of the reason tyler Tofoli is so high this year is that he's got one of the better shooting percentages of any season in his career it, it's the best he's had in a full season since i want to say 2017 2018 i believe because he had a single high higher one in the uh, 56 game season but being that that's a smaller sample it a couple points higher and only 56 games you'd have to figure it would come back down closer to what it is now but relying so heavily on shooting percentage it's going to make your goals above replacement higher because the average nhl player does not shoot at 13 14 percent i believe the team average across the entire league is about 9.1 9.2 percent something in that ballpark and that generally speaking means you're if you're shooting above that you're going to be more valuable than other players so that's kind of like the drop down why i wanted to dig into this and then i have got a bunch of other stuff here i wrote down too about kind of what's driving that success 
Yeah, you know, I think that this is such a good thing to talk about because um, my early seat, my preseason prediction was that Tyler Foley was not going to be strong or suited for that top line. And he reached a new, uh, I believe, career high points for the season as well. So, you know, I think that this is a perfect time to talk about it and to really just cherish Tyler Toffoli's presence on the Calgary Flames. So two things. Number one, part of it is just the environment change. You got to remember when the Flames got him last year, they added him to be a top nine forward. He was uh, he was an addition to an already strong team to kind of provide some secondary scoring. And then they lost their two best shooters and they saw an opportunity where this guy's probably our best raw shooting talent, which I would mm-hmm. say Toffoli probably is. It's either him or Lindholm. Either one, I wouldn't argue with you. That's pure shooting talent. And on a team that is starved for shooting talent like the Flames are right now, this is an environment where he's going to get more opportunities to shoot than he would have if, say, Kachuk and Gaudreau were still here. So because he's getting more opportunities to shoot, because he's got that raw shooting talent, he's found a good I, – I don't want to say role for himself because he kind of just, you know – they needed him to, he didn't find this role. The flames kind of were forced into putting him in this role, but he succeeded in spite of everything else around him, kind of struggling to find its way. He is, uh, he's more than clips. I I think his previous career high in points was 59 and he's at like 60 something. Uh, I think it was 51, 52, something like that a couple years ago. And he's already well clear of that. I believe he's at 69 points in like 75 games, something along that, which is far and away a career high. He's, he's tied for the lead in points on the team with Lindholm. I mean, there's a real argument that Toffoli's having the best season of his career at age 30. And amongst the players on the team, all the underlying numbers are weird with the Flames because as we've discussed ad nauseum, their entire style is predicated upon volume. So you can kind of cheese the underlying numbers by just throwing a ton of pucks at the net. And it's why he's fourth in pretty much every single one of the underlying metrics, whether it's scoring chances, high danger, expected goals, because Backland, Manjapani, and Coleman are the epitome of the Corsi merchant. They're just flooding the pucks on the net. Tons of scoring chances. None of them particularly dangerous. None of those guys is a particularly dangerous shooter. So all of the rate stats, he's behind them. But of the high-end players on the team, when you're talking about Tafoli, Kadri, Huberdo, he's in. He's the best of that group. Where it's not as much volume, but there's a little more quality. And yeah. because he's got the raw shooting talent, he's able to finish more than say pretty much anybody else on the team. I would be interested to see, I'm, I'm sure there is someone that tracks it, but how many times he's hit the post? Oh, yeah. that I That's something I probably should have looked up, and in hindsight, I will, and I'll have that for you for tomorrow's episode. So but that, that's what's called accountability in journalism. If you don't know something or you get something wrong, you go look it up, and then the next time you publish something, you get it. You get yeah. It yeah, that we'll take care of that tomorrow. But the one other thing in there that I'll point out is when Toffoli's on the ice, the Flames are 2.96 expected goals for as a team. And without him, they're 2.75. So about 7 8% decrease in offensive output when Toffoli isn't on the ice. And that's because he's one of the few guys who actually generates dangerous scoring chances because he's a good shot. He's mm-hmm. getting to the areas where a good shooter is going to be able to convert from. And it just speaks to, again, how important he's been and how even though a lot of what the idea for the flames was this year hasn't worked out. 
he's been able to succeed in this environment because the environment changed around him. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, he's he was on a podcast last week and talked very highly about Daryl Sutter and his intelligence. And people got upset about it because, like, things obviously aren't going well. Um, but at the same time, like, you have to give credit where credit is due. And I think that Toffoli is one of those players that has found luck under Sutter several times. And I don't want to say, like, this late in his career because I think he's, like, 30. He but, is 30, no. but uh, hey, that's – in hockey – you got to remember, hockey players age in dog years. You get seven, <laughs> eight good years in the NHL. That's a good career. Yeah. Legitimately, you get eight good seasons in the NHL. That's a really good NHL career. Most guys, they get a couple hundred games. Tyler Toffoli's 30. He's been in the league since I believe he's 21. That's a good NHL career, and he's not done. He's got a couple more years oh. left in him. So that's a really solid NHL career. Yeah, so congrats to Tyler Toffoli for exceeding and shattering my expectations. Um, first time in a long time that any hockey player has done that. But uh, coming up next, we are going to talk a little bit about the game last night and just the Pride Night celebrations. But before we do that, I do want to take a quick moment to remind you of the no sweat first bet that FanDuel Sportsbook has to offer. The tournament is heating up and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. So what does that mean? You get up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. All on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us today. Um, as always, you can find the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we're here for you, your team, every day. I was heavily considering placing a bid on one of the Pride jerseys. They're very nice. Of the Pride jerseys that actually were followed through with this year, the Flames did a great job commissioning an artist who, like, took the responsibility seriously and they clearly gave that person artistic freedom to kind of yeah. really cook. Cause like even the numbers on the back where there's just so much detail and you could tell that there was more than just the bare minimum of, we need to check this box off. Like to have the coach come out and say, Hey, this matters. This is important to us to have individual players volunteer to make themselves yeah. available to talk about this to the media. 
that's encouraging. Uh, it, uh, that's the entire point that a lot of people have missed about this is it's not about any one person. It is about broadening the community and making people feel welcome. That's all this is about. Everybody should be able to be participate, whether it's being a fan, playing hockey, whatever. Hockey's better the more people are involved. That, that's really all this comes down to, and it's why all of these people are so misguided in their frustrations. We're not saying you need to do this, this, or that. Just saying, don't be mean. Be welcoming. Be accommodating. That's all we're asking for. Right. Everybody's different. Whatever your background, whatever your beliefs are, everybody should be able to be here. That's all this is about. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the details on that jersey, like the Flames hit it out of the park every time with their specialty jerseys. So I was so excited to see the reveal for the pride jerseys. And just, you know, like you said, the attention to detail, the tying in uh, Calgary's like flower, official flower, and just like the local um, birds too. And it was just really nice. And I think that you know, obviously the artist gets a lot of credit there from me, but I just, I can't help but think about, you know, Dylan Duve, Uyghur, and Rasmus Anderson just kind of stepping up to the plate and yeah. saying, like, we'll model these. Like, that's fine. Like, I'd love to. And, you know, Sutter can push people's buttons. Yeah. But for him to come out again and say, like, you know, anyone is welcome in my locker room. Yeah. I, I think that's a that matters no that does matter it does and especially I'm... with the environment the way it is right now it, it does matter to have guys who are willing to step up and hey don't don't be mean to them you want to be mean to someone you get you directed at me because i'm saying anybody can come in here that yeah. if you can play you are welcome here if you want to be a fan you are welcome here mm-hmm. that matters when people with a platform step up and say hey don't be rude to the people who are just trying to be themselves. You want to complain about someone, complain about me. Yeah, it's that simple. I mean, I think that a lot of times people just kind of get lost in this as if it's like any sort of debate, but it's not. Um, Personally, I don't understand how you can just sit there and say, you're not allowed. But that's a whole different story and another can of worms. But um. That Pride Night wasn't the only thing to go well for the Flames. Yeah, they won, a, they won against a good team. The Kings have one of the best. I think the Kings had the best record in the NHL in, over the last 20 games. Yeah. I remember that being on the broadcast last night and being like, wow, I did not realize the Kings were playing that well because I don't often stay up for the 10.30 start times. Even if I do, it's background noise while I'm doing something else. That's exactly. typically what that 10.30 start time game is. But the Kings are a solid team. The Kings are a pretty solid team. And the Flames played one of their nail-biter classic Anything could go wrong at any given moment, and we're going to hold on for dear life. So hold on to whatever you're sitting in, pinch your butt cheeks, whatever the expression you want to use is for the last 10 minutes of that game. Because everything that could go wrong felt like it was going to go wrong. The goal getting the goal getting disallowed for offsides, that wasn't offsides with 10 seconds left. I was like, this, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. They're going to yeah. lose the faceoff. The Kings are going to come down and score with less than five seconds left, and they're going to go to overtime, and they're going to lose. Everything about the way this season has gone would tell you that. One fatal mistake by the officials would be enough to derail a game, even with only 11 seconds left. And they hung on. And Jacob Markstrom had a great game, one of his better games of the season last night, gave them a chance to win. And in a season that feels kind of lost, 
those games like that matter to the guys on the team. To, the bigger picture, the their draft position, if they're going to make the playoffs, what we're going to talk about, that doesn't matter. For a team that's been through the ringer this year, games like that matter for just not wanting to phone it in. There's only a handful of games left. Games like that go a long way in establishing good habits and not let getting too demoralized in what's kind of been a difficult season. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this kind of reminded me of their win against Minnesota Yeah, um, from like last month, I think. Yeah. And it was just kind of like a, hey, we're still alive. Like we can still do this. Um, I was honestly shocked that uh, they didn't kind of spiral after the first period where they had two disallowed goals. Yeah. I feel like that would have been enough for them to take their foot off the gas. And again, they, they stuck with it. it. They stuck with it and they found a way in a tough game, in a close game against a good team yeah. that you're never going to complain about that. I, I know there are people who are saying, Hey, worry more about the draft position now, but you're never going to get guys on the team or the coach to buy into that because no. they might not be here next year. That is the adage you are always going to hear. I, I forget who it was, I think it was Marty St. Louis who said it the other day that because they were they asked him about because Montreal has been playing guys and guys who are making like their NHL debuts. Yeah. Like they called up the one guy from the AHL to play against the Flyers because he was from Pennsylvania yeah. and they wanted to give him a chance to play in front of his uh, his family. And Marty St. Louis was like, well, we're still trying to win games here. I, I know everybody's worried about the draft pick, if we're going to be able to get Connor Bedard, whatever, but we got to play our games here. There are guys who are playing for spots next year. I'm trying to figure out who's going to be here next year. You're never going to get guys on the team or the coaching staff to buy into the idea of you should worry about the draft position. You might have GMs who are a little more direct than that and saying, hey, we want you to play this guy versus that guy. We want to give him a chance. We want to get a look, whatever. But you're never going to get guys in the league to care about the draft pick. There are guys on the team who are going to say, hey, I'm going to be in competition for a spot with that draft pick in camp this year. Right. I don't care about them. I got to worry about what I'm doing. That's yeah. why you're never going to get buy-in on that and why winning those types of games matters. The, yeah, the Flames are in that awful like 13 to 17 range where you don't want to be, but this is what they are. And to win a game like that, it matters a lot to the guys on the in the room. That's what you can take away from last night. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, again, it comes down to them just trying to pull themselves up and just yeah. – keep any sort of morale going and you know I think it's important especially with like a few new young guys in the room you know with Coronado, Pelletier, even Walker Dewar um I mean Adam Rizichka he's still young even though he's like made the roster a few times obviously but like you again are kind of in competition with those guys um especially when when there are older players that might be leaving and whatnot. So it's just good to see everyone just just winning. And it was a nice, fun game. You, you're using fun very loosely there. Yes. I, I, that game was very stressful. That was very stressful, yes. Yeah. I just sat It's there. only fun because they won. It's only yeah, fun exactly. Had it been any other outcome, I w- would have said we're not talking about this game. <laughs> We would, but, have, we would have talked about the pride celebration in the jerseys. and Oh, there wasn't a game last night. They just yeah. had a fashion show. They modeled the jerseys, and that's it. 
Exactly. That's all that happened. But thankfully, we do get to uh, talk about them bringing home another two points and closing the gap uh, against the Winnipeg Jets for that second wild card spot. It's a good time. Very good time. Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> and to wrap up the show, we are going to talk about Matthew Coronado and his arrival to the city of Calgary. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run can score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us today. Uh, make sure you are following along on Twitter. Probably our personal accounts are better to follow. At Jess Balmosto and Nick Zararis. Did you watch the intermission interview? Yes, I did. I Because I was originally going to go down and get a snack during that intermission, and then <laughs> I heard them say, oh, we're going to talk to Coronado. I was like, okay, I'll wait till after the commercial break to go get that. And yeah. Yeah, no, that, that is very clearly an overwhelmed child. Uh, yeah. we, we, <laughs> we put a lot of stress on these guys especially in hockey in basketball where they're like legitimately children these are 18 19 20 year olds who are just getting thrown to the wolves who have yeah. minimal media training where they've talked to maybe student media on their campus a yeah. couple of times they've maybe been on tv in game they haven't really sat down with the lights on with a microphone in their hand and really been put under the microscope and it, it, it's a weird energy where I, I know there's the tweet that does the rounds every single year before the draft where it's like I can't wait to watch the teenage boy auction tonight that's yeah. effectively what this is that, that is an overwhelmed child who is just throwing excited in every single word trying not to word vomit at every question that's asked of him and he will get acclimated over time it's good they get him up here even if he only plays one or two games just be in the environment I, I know I was reading, I forget whose column I was reading this morning, where they were, they asked Daryl what his recommendation was. And he said, find somebody you want to emulate on the team, and that will help you get situated better. And I, and they asked to fully about it. And he's like, yeah, when I first got to LA, Daryl said, look at what Justin Brown does. Look what Justin Williams does. And just watch. If you have questions asked, don't be afraid to ask questions, but look for somebody who's um, routine you want to replicate that you feel like you can do a good job emulating and once you get comfortable then you can start broach reaching out and doing like okay well that might work for him but i might want to do this instead that's yeah. all this that's all this is about this is a, a three-week trial run get a feel for calgary get a feel for the facilities the staff the team your teammates and just get situated and try not to get overwhelmed by it all which he clearly is which he's a child he's going to be overwhelmed yeah, no, I don't think that um, there was there was nothing wrong with his interview other yeah. than the fact that his shirt was like a size too small. Yeah. But you know what? He's I probably got three dress shirts. He's a yes. 20 year old. <laughs> um, you know, I thought 
it was just really nice to see him kind of, you know, talk in a professional setting and just kind of, you know, you get to gauge um, their personalities and whatnot. I saw a tweet that said uh, Coronado might be in the running for the team's best eyebrows behind Dylan Dubé. And, you know, know, he just already fits right in. Like he's already become one with uh, hockey Twitter. And I just, I think that it is very sweet and um, it speaks to the level of leadership from Jacob Pelletier uh, that he went and picked him up yeah. and took him to lunch. And, you know, I'm sure that it was also like slightly like a convenience factor because he knew he was already scratched. Yeah. But, you know, when Peltz got here or to Calgary, Huberto took him under his wing. Yeah. So, I, and that wasn't that long ago. No. So for... Pelletier to be modeling that and taking this poor child under his wing uh, to get him acclimated and to kind of show him the ropes. I think that's wonderful. And I think that that's, you know, it's kind of like when you're the new kid in school, you don't know where anything is. Then that's there's the saving grace of a child that. Yeah. That's institutional knowledge. That's one of those things you have by having guys who have been around the league a long time. And that's always one of the signs of a quality locker room is there are guys who have been around other guys. At one point in Huberto's career, someone was like, I will take care of you. I will get you situated. And he realized that realizes that's part of his professional responsibility is now that he's done that for me, I need to pass that forward to someone else. And you keep passing that along. That's the type of institutional knowledge that matters. And that's uh, that speaks to the flock, the, the guys who get it, who make a point of saying, hey, someone looked out for me. I need to look out for them and keep this going because it made my acclimation period a lot easier. So mm-hmm. I need to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to help this kid get situated and comfortable here. Because it's a lot. You remember, you're going to another country. You're moving yeah. halfway across the world. Yeah. You're living out of a hotel room. You probably have one or two suitcases of clothes. You probably don't have a lot of social interaction outside of being at the rink at practice. He hasn't had a practice yet because, you know, he got there in the middle of the day. Once he gets situated, gets a little more, gets a little more familiar with how everything is. Then you start, you know, you socializing, you figure out, Hey, there's only a couple of weeks of the season left. What am I doing this summer? I know I read that he's going to finish his college classes over the summer and get that taken care of, which is a good thing, but figure it out, get situated Use this as your running start that by the time camp comes, you're ready to go and you're not as overwhelmed. You're ready to hit the ground running and really have really get a good shot to make the team. My understanding, and I read this, I want to say last week in someone's column was he wouldn't have signed the ELC now if he wasn't going to get in at least one game before the season was over. So I'm operating under the assumption the Flames will get him in a game before the season's over. That would be nice. Um, Did you see the piece on how Daryl Sutter's hand was basically forced. Yes, yes. Love that. Love yeah. That. I'm yeah. glad that a teammate went to bat for him. Yeah, it matters. It, it matters. Because, I, I mean, Sutter has that reputation for a reason of why he doesn't like the kids. Everyone knows. Oh, speaking of that, you mentioned it before when we first started talking yes. about it, where if I watched the intermission, intermission interview and he got to get a feel for his personality. Yeah, because he hasn't had his personality squeezed out of him yet. He's still a baby. 
he is yet to go through the, the grind of several 82 game seasons and playoffs where you're asked the same 10 questions in different forms over the course of eight months. Yeah. He's yet to have the individuality squeezed out of him. He is still a child. Give it a couple years and then maybe he won't have as much of that, that nervous, like I just had a cold brew and now I'm on camera vibe. Yeah, no, that's fair. But yeah, yeah. I think that, um, you know, this is an exciting time. If oh, yeah. I mean, even if it is going to be a very long off season for Flames fans, at least like they, we know that there's something to look forward to. That's the good thing about prospects. You can project all your hopes and dreams onto them yeah. like they're your own child. Like, you know, the overeager person at Little League, the overeager yes. dad. Yeah, that that's what everybody gets to be with the prospect. Yeah, Everybody yeah. gets to be a helicopter parent with Matthew Coronado now, where we all get to protect him. We all get to tweet into the ether about how come he's not playing with who, how come he's not playing. That's the beautiful thing about prospects, because you don't know what they are. They can be anything. Exactly. And that is the beauty of the game of hockey and i think that does it for us today um as always thank you for hanging out with us on locked on flames you can find the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts uh, make sure you turn on the little notifications uh i'm pretty sure on spotify that's a thing now yes. and of course uh make sure you're following us on youtube it's a great way for us to kind of interact and have a discussion which i think is very important uh, when it comes to just general sports stuff. And if you want to talk more, we are available on Twitter uh, at Jess Belmosto and Nick Zeraris. And Nick will be back tomorrow. Uh, we're going to, I I don't know. We haven't gotten that far yet, but that doesn't That's matter. the beautiful part. It's very, it's, it's not even one o'clock Eastern standard time. I've got yeah. a whole 12, I've got a whole 24 hours to come up with something we're going to talk about. Tomorrow. Exactly. We don't know. Could the waiver wires do something what are we going to see? But everyone, thank you for hanging out with us today. And we will be back tomorrow. And uh, stick around because we have some fun stuff planned for the remainder of the season. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.